Yo, 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 yo. Let's go. It's the Great Debate Show. Back, better than ever, baby, with your host, myself, Jarvis Jeffries, along with my other host, Terrence Smith. What's good, people? Nick Ely. What's happening? Man, we're in the building, and we are back with a new one. And this time, we're going to have a real great debate. Maybe not too long. We hope not, but we'll see. I mean, hey, it's so much that we could talk about about these two gentlemen. But first, I want to just give you the news real quick. You know, like, we got a lot of things to talk about. Dame snapped out for 71. LeBron James is out for some weeks, possibly the season. Who knows? I said he'd shut it down after he broke the record. Let's see where this goes. Uh, but we got to talk about their game in Dallas and their big 27-something point comeback win victory uh, against the Mavericks. Kyrie and Luka, what do you think? Uh, are you impressed, not impressed? Carson Wentz was released by the uh, Washington Commanders. Hey, Westbrook got benched already as a clip. And then the Bears could be trading the number one pick, but we're going to ask, should they? Uh, we'll see what Terrence and Nick has to say. And also Lamar Jackson. This is out of NBC Sports. Mike Florio reported this uh, earlier today. And I believe it. Lamar Jackson reportedly never demanded fully a fully guaranteed contract from the Ravens. And he also had no input in the hiring of offensive coordinator Todd Munkin. We'll come back to that. And I'm sure Terrence has something for us with that. First of all, though, guys, how are you doing? <laughs> hey, I'm doing good here. Um, just, you know, excited for these warmer temps and, and, and trying to get a good start to the week. But, uh, no, nah, I'm great, man. How are you guys? Yeah, definitely excited for the warmer temperatures. Uh, just been out here getting out in this, uh, in, the, in these warmer temperatures and getting my run in. So, and, uh, gonna debut a much leaner, uh, co-host of the great debate show by, by sometime this summer. That's what's up, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's what's up for sure. Uh, keep it up, man. Keep up the good work. And, uh, hey, before we get into all of those topics in sports that I just uh, mentioned here, we want to start off with something, doing doing something a little different, and that will be uh, we didn't touch on the uh, – who done that anyway? Was it Billboard that made I that top Rolling 15? Stone, right? Rolling Stone or Billboard? Okay, Rolling Stone, whoever it was, it's a top 50 list of the top 50 rappers over the last 50 years, since it's 50 years of hip-hop, which makes sense. It, it, it's good. Everybody's going to, you know, agree or disagree with that list. And I'm not looking at that list right now. I apologize. But I do know who number one was on that list, and that is Sean Carter, better known as Jay-Z. And some people seem to think that that is, that's exactly right. He's the GOAT. Some say he's the GOAT by default. Uh, that's kind of me more than anybody else. But some say that, hey, no, he's not the best. And some people disagree with it. So what we want to do is debate, is that true or not? One person that thinks it's not true is Lil Wayne. Lil Wayne said that he is better than the six rappers that were listed ahead of him because Lil Wayne came in at number seven uh, as far as the top 50 rappers go. Uh, I think Tupac was like three or something like that or maybe – I think he was like three or four. I'm not sure. Uh, Eminem was in there in that top seven. Um, there was a few people, quite a few people ahead of him. And Wayne said, doubt, no. Uh, he said, even they will tell you that he's the best. And 
a lot of people do say that. A lot of other rappers do say that. However, Nas thinks that Pac is the GOAT and always will be. So, guys, I ask you to, and I will let the I will let the audience know, Terrence is a Jay-Z fan. Not that Nick isn't, but Nick is a big Lil Wayne fan, and I think Terrence is a big Jay-Z fan. So I say let's do it. Uh, guys, hey, Lil Wayne, Jay-Z, I'll start with Nick. No, damn that song with Terrence. I gotta hear this. Oh, song you got it. You want it? You want it? Okay, okay. I, I, I was. I, I want to hear this. I wanted, song with I wanted you to get it out the way because I was hoping Terrence would drop the mic, but okay, that's fine. T, do you agree? Damn. Do you agree with Lil Wayne? Uh, no. <laughs> I, I will say this: Lil Wayne is supposed to feel that way. I, I, I'm, and I try to be consistent about that across the board. People are supposed to feel like they're the best. If you don't feel like you're the best. What are you doing to become the best, right? Um, or in the, or if you don't want to become the best, why are you doing what you do? So I, I, I applaud people for always feeling that way, uh, whether I agree with it or not. Because one thing about it, and I always say this too, greatness is uh, subjective, right? Like everybody's measure for greatness is different. Now, Billboard did this list. I was wrong. It wasn't Robert Stone. It was Billboard. And I don't really know what Billboard's criteria was. I didn't really read the list because I... I always say that lists are derived to uh, create some conflict, which they've done here because <laughs> because Nick is not about to like, he's not going to like what I'm about to say. So, you know, it worked, Billboard, congrats. Um, yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> but I, I, I try to not focus too much on accolades, right? Because how many how many Grammys is Jay-Z in, in, <laughs> does he have now? Like, countless, right? Um, we know about the, about the number one albums and we know all of this, you know, the, 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 the Songwriters Hall of Fame and you know, I can go on and on about all of that, but I'll ask this simple question, and I, and then you know we we'll, we can we can I let Nick say what he's going to say because one thing I learned about Lil Wayne fans and Cobra fans, especially if they are both, if if, if the person's a fan of both of them, you you you're not going to out argue them just because those guys were at their peak at the same time, and and those the, the people that were Lil Wayne fans and Kobe fans, they they went on a high and they just can't come down from it. Uh, that crack was real serious in, in the in the <laughs> late two thousands, <laughs> in the mid to late two thousands. But I but I will ask you this, right? And I'm going to use the analogy of Jordan in this because a lot of Kobe fans will argue argue to death that that Jordan was better than than Kobe was better than Jordan. So I want I want to ask you guys this, right? Jordan's greatness was so strong that he inspired a Kobe Bryant, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, Jay-Z's greatness was so strong that he inspired a Lil Wayne. Yes. But but let me ask you this. Who did Kobe inspire? Who did Lil Wayne inspire? Now, now, now before you answer that, <laughs> Kobe, and Kobe and, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Kobe inspired a lot of people, right? Like a lot of basketball players give a whole lot of credence to Kobe. Mm -hmm. But how many of those players got as good as Kobe? Hmm. Well... I'll, and I'll say and, this, and I'm asking the same I'll, about Lil Wayne. Yeah, who did Lil Wayne inspire, and how far did they reach? Because I'm, I'm thinking about it like, like my parents, or or anybody's parents, or 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 teachers or mentors, and the the, I measure their greatness by how great the student becomes. Mm -hmm. And I don't, I don't believe that anybody can say they inspired somebody as great as Kobe or as great as Lil Wayne. That's all I gotta say, Nick. You go. You do what you gotta do. 
I will say this before Nick starts. I will say this before he starts real quick. Jason Tatum, Devin Booker, Kawhi Leonard. Great players. Great great, great players. Not saying they're but 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 you're saying but they're if they're not Kobe, then he didn't really inspire. Like Kobe was so close to Jordan. He was so close to achieving. Um and he may have been a trade away from getting that sixth ring. Who knows? Excuse me. Yeah. But he was so close to even he was even so close to having the the second three peat. I am so glad you said that. Like he was so close to even having the second three peat. Like people don't understand how close he was to that. You know, and they really they really just ran out of gas. That team legitimately just ran out of gas. They had been to the finals three or or what, four straight years, I think. Um, they just ran out of gas. They 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 went up against Dallas and and hey, Dallas beat to Dallas's credit, they beat everybody that year. Little Little Wayne is Kobe Bryant if Kobe gets the Chris Paul trade. He's the greatest of all time. That, that's that's what happens. If, Kobe, if that, I'm, I'm like, we'll, we'll have the Kobe Jordan LeBron debate another time. But for the purposes of this analogy, if Kobe Bryant gets Chris Paul in that trade and, and still gets Dwight Howard, and I think we kept Paul Gasol in the deal, uh, whatever, whatever the hell that was supposed to work out, Kobe would have. I'm saying minimum seven rings. It might be eight. And he would absolutely be the greatest player of all time. We're like we would be having this conversation. Yeah, I want I want to disagree with and that. That's and, why I, they I veto, and that's why they vetoed that. I don't. I don't mean right. So like, like, like um, we can talk about that later. But right. my point is that Little Wayne, Little Wayne was able to. I mean, obviously he didn't get a trade per se, but he was able to continue the rise in the way that Kobe was supposed to with that trade. Okay. I mean, for me. And yes, the two things that they are—they are linked to an extent. Because Lil Wayne actually did, you know, did the Kobe Bryant uh, song back in I think '08ish or something like that. Um, the Kobe doing work. Um, but for me, the craziest thing that I've that I've watched Lil Wayne consistently do, and I feel like he consistently does better than any other artist, is that he will take someone's song. And when he drops his version of it, you forget the other person's song. Okay, but see, I, I would argue that to me, you have to have a little more originality. Like I can I can listen to somebody do something and say, Who oh, do you I ever hear do that to Lil Wayne? Because I don't think anybody else tries to copy anybody else as much as he does. Everybody, I, I, I think. Okay. So to answer your, to answer your question about about the who are the who are Lou Wayne's uh, disciples, so to speak, in the way that Kobe has Devin Booker, Kyrie Irving, et cetera, et cetera, that would be the entire mumble rap generation. Yeah, he's Except not. With Lou Wayne, you can actually hear he's, he's not wrong there, and, and that includes Lil Baby for yep. that matter. Yep. And, and except for, you know, because Wayne was the original, because he was the best and still is the best, then it resonates, it resonates in a different way than those guys do. Those guys just aren't as good as he is. I mean, it just is what it is, you know, and so that's the same with, with Kobe and the, his followers, so to speak. They aren't as good as he is. Kobe was damn near as good as Jordan. Lil Wayne is better than Jay-Z. Lil Wayne, Lil Wayne got his first Paul. I gotta say, yeah, I, 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 I'm still gonna disagree with that because I just it, that doesn't resonate with me. Like, okay, you say he inspired mumble rap. Like, Jay Z himself, well, well, said that he said, said Jay Z has been quoted as saying that he questioned himself 
after Lil Wayne went at him on uh, on uh, DOA. Yeah, I mean, I remember that. But you're talking about somebody that's 15 years in, and he's like, okay, all right, well, maybe I can do things a little bit differently. Okay, that's fine, because 15 years in, and this guy had already had probably eight, nine number one albums by then. Here's Who the, did? Someone Jay-Z? Yeah. Here's the thing for me in, in, this, in this debate here, and this is a good one, too. Uh, this is the thing for me, though. I agree with what Nick said as far as, and, and I wouldn't say it the way Nick said it, because I know that doesn't sound convincing at all. Like... To Terrence, I know what you're saying. Like, you think you're winning this debate by telling me that, that he inspired mumble rap? But I know what he's saying by that. Everybody, everybody. Yeah, no, I, I get it. But what he's saying is everybody in the industry now that is doing that, what Nick just said, mumble rap, they're all trying to spit metaphor after metaphor after metaphor. Whether they're facts or creative lies, which most of it is just creative lies, this is what they do. Because they are inspired or were inspired by Lil Wayne. No doubt about it. I got to okay. say that. I, I, and here's, here's, my, here's my argument to that, though. Okay. Okay. Is it is it they're doing that because that's easier to do? Because we already yeah, know what yes, that is. Like, yes. Yes. Yeah. That is exactly what they're doing, why they're doing it. So it's like, easy that, to do. I mean, and, 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 and this is where I, this is why I say Well, it's not easy for everybody. I won't, say, I won't say that. I wouldn't say it's easy for everybody. I mean, but, I mean, if you're just going to run in a marathon from – Beginning of the track when we press play to the end of the track. And it's just, you know, some, and, and don't get me wrong, some great bars, great metaphors by Wayne. And these other guys that yeah. emulate it, they're not bad. I, I'll say that. It's just it, it's just about your cup of tea. And, what do you want to listen to? But, and but then comparatively, comparatively speaking, even for the analogy, none of Kobe's followers, so to speak, really impressed me today. Kyrie Irving probably the most of them. But impressed me when it comes to a conversation comparing them to Kobe. No, please. Well, 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 the, you know the argument like? the argument that I had in that is that, no, these guys are not Kobe, but these are the guys that he trained or, you know, they kind of studied from him, and they are pretty good, but they're not him, of course. But I'm just well, saying they're, that they're, they're, but they're the evidently he the inspired right them. Now. Yeah, yeah, but Lucy, evidently he Lucy, did inspire them. Everybody that's got Lil in front of their name yeah. is because of this man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll give you that. But, again, as, as the Terrence is saying, I get what you're saying, Nick, and you're right. However, I'm kind of like T here. I'm not impressed, really. Be- where's and, and, where's and, the quality and the impression is what I'm saying. Where, where's the, where's that person that, like, okay, for example, <laughs> and, and I hate to use myself, like, no athlete impressed, like, I, I took no influence off an athlete more than I took off Ken Griffey. But, like, I'm not great. Yeah. Right. You know? Right. So him, him, me, uh, uh, trying to mimic King Griffey in high school—that's not impressive. That's, that was dangerous, actually. <laughs> right. Um, well, so and, I, but, but the fact that, that every that, that the guy in baseball that everybody was trying to emulate was King Griffey is what elevates King Griffey. And the fact yeah, that absolutely. very few of them, yeah, the fact that none of them can do it as well as he could, tells you how great he is. Right. And I would also—I don't know, man. And Lil Wayne is in now. Like, who do you, who do you see out here now that's trying to emulate Jay Z? Well, well, there's well, well, there's no way anybody from this generation in this in this era is gonna you know emulate the older the older rapper who still raps. They're not gonna do that now. But again, I would say that he definitely inspired Lil Wayne. I'm not saying he influenced a lot of rappers, but he definitely didn't because Wayne did actually change his game. He kind of switched his flow up a little bit, starting, I think, with the Carter 2. 
and you can kind of hear something different like, okay, this isn't the same little Wayne. It's a little different, but it's some growth. I see progression. I, 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 I'm kind of impressed. And then, right. and, but, and, but, and but, then... I guess, let, me, let me rephrase it. So for me, inspire and emulate carry two different connotations, right? And yeah. so, yeah, yeah. And if you wanted to use the word emulate, you could have easily, in your debate, you could have easily, to counter what Terrence was saying, is that forget the idea, not inspire, not inspire, but as far as emulate goes, hey, Jay Z right. didn't emulate Biggie coming in. That was one that you missed. That you missed on Nick. But again, Ooh. again, still finish. Go ahead, and I, I'll say my part. Go ahead though. But, I don't have but, much. But yeah, it, and so it's like, although yes, yeah, I, I'm personally not a fan of, of the Mumble Rap generation generation either. Mm-hmm. But I do recognize that they that what they're inspired by inspired by and trying to emulate is Lil Wayne. And so my question would be even prior to Lil Wayne, you know, prior to Lil Wayne really taking off the way he did, who do we know they try that who do we see that tried to emulate Jay Z? Yeah, you got to guys were inspired by him, I'm sure. I I, I won't take that from him. Yeah. Including Lil Wayne for that matter. Yeah. I don't know. But you who got tried me there. to emulate him? Yeah. You got me there as far as the trying to emulate, but I still don't know if that makes you greater just because these younger version people look up to what you did. And the reason why Terrence, to me, wins this debate, to me, is just on the strength of the fact that that's not that impressive. I mean, it's imp- he's good, don't get me wrong, but it's easier to do to just rap good bars, good lyrics or metaphors without telling a story a real story, some factual statements uh, that Jay-Z does all the time. Now, I know there are some people that will say, well, hey, man, all Jay-Z talks about is the dope life that he did, that he did, you know, he's just rapping it. But it's for real. It was his life. So he's telling yeah. his so he's telling his life as the way he sees it. And that's it. Can't be life. This can't be life. This can't be us. Got to be more. Gotta, you know, come on, man. Um, you know, we going to make it up out this hood someday. I don't get that type of substance from little wayne i do get a lot of good flows oh my god he probably is the greatest of all time it just that but that's all everybody wants to do is just that and it's more to it than to, to make this song a classic i mean how much i'm well i guess i shouldn't ask you nick because you're a fan and you're probably gonna you know <laughs> you're gonna give me a biased answer but the question i would say to the audience right now and terrence i guess how many albums can you go back to of Lil Wayne and listen to it and say it still sounds like it just came out today? And there's not a lot of rappers that you can do that with, but I know one, and that's who the real goat is, and that's Tupac, that you can still listen to these to these albums and it sounds like it just came out. All of Wayne's music, not some, but not all of Wayne's music does well. It doesn't age well with time. I can go back and bump the blueprint right now and listen to that bitch from one to 12 or whatever it is from front to I back without the any right now and be just as happy. I like the Carter 2. That's a good one. Yeah. But, I mean, you're going to run out before I do when it comes down to how many albums no, you can listen to. No, because you know what? I'm going to I'm gonna go to mixtapes. Yeah, I know. That, that, See, like, it sound like if, my son. If you a Wayne fan, you know the, the real heat is, is in the mixtapes. You know I know, but that doesn't <laughs> count for anything. Like That doesn't really count. I mean, it can count for anybody that wants to just say, hey, for the sake of it, we're talking. But as far as studio albums, we're just talking about what you have that came out and it was a studio album or it was on the billboard. Mixtapes don't go on there. 
And now he is a mixtape king. He's him and 50. You can you can make an argument for how they done the mixtape. Wayne well, killed it. But 50 well, no, actually. It ain't no argument. It ain't no argument in the mixtape game. Because people try to throw future in that shit too. And that was insanity. Well, that is that <laughs> that, that, that is insane. But I mean 50 actually kind of started. He kind of got the mixtape stuff on scene, though. He kind of created it, and then Wayne just took it and ran with it. I'll say that. Can we do that? Like when they're at the Olympics and what what's What's the what, what is it? The torch, and then they pass it, and then they run, and they go. Oh well, this is what this is to me. To me, when they're, when, I think that Little Wayne, as good as he is at what he does, like T. I said on on the fucking mixtape, man, don't you come to me talking about no damn mixtapes without I drop seven eight albums. I, I mean, you know, like does that not mean anything to anyone? So it's good I mean, that he that, did that it. Sounds good, but I'm just saying. And from, I respect the, him doing it. I appreciate him doing it because he gave his fans work. He always kept, even when he had his issues, his law, you know, his legal uh, issues with with Birdman and all of that with Cash Money. He still found ways to drop music if he could. If it was just mixtape, he made sure that his fans got to hear him uh, consistently. Uh, but that was the only time he was consistent. The mixtapes, the albums were not consistent. Jay Z dropped every winter. You knew it was coming. Um, again, these albums as a, as a do better in time. Music, how are you not happier that, that that what you know for me is my favorite artist? If it was Jay Z, if he was dropping mixtapes like that, how are you not happier that your favorite artist is giving you the best stuff for free? I, I mean, again, I'll, I'll say this: I, 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 like I just said, I appreciate and respect him doing that for his fans. I do. Cause there's a lot of lazy artists out here that live off of one damn, one damn single that gets billion, a billion streams, and they but say to get the fame. We're not gonna credit him for that when it comes to the conversation because Billboard only recognizes albums. Well, I mean, Billboard did the, they did the list too. So yeah, I mean, we gotta go by what they recognize. I, I would say, I mean, it means something, but it doesn't mean anything to me. So that's why there really is no one true goat. Everybody has their own goat. And it's about what's your cup of tea. My cup of tea, for me, with Wayne, as good as he is, sometimes it's decaf. I'm getting the same old thing, man. You better put some sugar, some cream in this thing. You know, like, I, that's what I get from Jay-Z because I got the blueprint that I can still listen to today. I have the blueprint, two that I can still listen to today. I have the blueprint, three that I can still listen to today. Uh, the Dynasty, eh, you know, blue, uh, uh, the, the volume three, and it's all right, better than I thought when I went back and listened to it. But see, how could I do that? I could still listen to it. Some of that stuff still sounds good to this day. It ages better in time. His music does yeah, to me. It was always black. I'm also the black album. The black album. I'm sure even you can still listen to that one, Nick. But for Absolutely. Wayne, the only thing I can say is Carter Two, Carter Three. That's it. That's, well, that's, okay, well let, me, well, let me ask you this, uh, uh, Nick. In for the me, last, in, in the last five years or so, uh, let's say five years, how, what has Lil Wayne dropped a lot of albums in the last five years? What, is, what has he done in the last five years? I think the most recent album was Carter Five, and that would have been ooh, two, two, three years ago. How was that? Because I didn't hear a lot of talk about this, so it must. <laughs> I don't know what it, it was. Is, it was probably. For me, what the Carter Five? It's probably it's, it's I mean, probably the third best of the Carter. I probably go two. Now, now, now he had a song with Kendrick Lamar. I like that one. That was a good one. I, I think that was the Carter Five, though. 
if I'm not mistaken. But yeah, I mean, look, man, Wayne is a bad boy. When I want to just listen to flows, just bars, I know where to go. That's him. But when I need right, a little what, more, so Jarvis, I'm assuming I'm assuming you listen to both albums, right? Uh, uh, Lil Wayne's last album and Jay Z's last album. I really didn't. I really can't say that I actually listened to Lil Wayne's last album in, in full. Uh, completely. Yeah, I mean, it was taking so long to come out, and I kept hearing about the Carter Five. Like, first of all, why are there five the Carters? Can we come? Can we call? Oh, it oh, oh, oh! Is that the last one? The the five Carter Five is his last one. Yeah, five was the last one. I remember. Okay, yeah, well, I, no, I, I heard. He, it. I think he's been hitting it uh, at, at Carter Six. Okay. See what I'm saying? Come on, man. We got this. Uh, this is like crack music. With Yo Gotti. Why are we still doing crack music? Why are we still? Well, doing he, 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 you know, Wayne just dropped. Uh, he just dropped a, a single. Yeah, I the DMX, the DMX, the old DMX joint. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I heard it. I heard it. And and again, that's what he does, man. Nice. That's what he does. He flows. He can flow. It, that's what he does. But it, but what did you nice, get? Right? But what did you get? <laughs> but what did you get from it? When you hear a Wayne album, what do you get from it? Like, I'm sorry. Like, I I, I love him for what he's good at. And then I, I I have to you know I leave that over there to the side on that table. But there's certain things and certain rappers and artists that I have to go to when I want more than just that. That's Jay Z. That's Nas. When is, I want some type of what is the more than that, that you're getting from the other artists? Some type of factual statements, some stories, some conscious rap. Uh, you know, just not just lie after lie, creative lie after creative lie, and a few truths every now and then, but mostly just a bunch of creative lies. But very creative. I mean, he puts words together better than anybody, no doubt about it. But what I'm saying is, why I agree with Terrence is because I used to do this too. I wouldn't have bad. Am I Wayne? Hell fuck no. But at the same time, what I'm saying is it was pretty easy for me when I would do a song and just say, I'm just going to just wrap this. I'm just going to wrap this bitch out. I'm just going to metaphor after metaphor, you know, a punch. Well, I did. I did have some mean punchlines here and there, but I'm just like, I'm going to just drop metaphor after metaphor. They're going to love it. They're going to be like, boom. And that don't even come from Wayne. That just came from me just knowing that this shit is easy because for some people it is easy. I can come up with a nice rhyme in my sleep. You know, it's just that. It takes more than that. And that's the reason why I'm here podcasting and I'm not where Wayne is. Because I can't, I mean, well, Wayne, Jay-Z, and all these other people are. I can't quite do it like him when it comes down to just metaphors or just bars. And I don't have all the stories that Jay-Z has. So, you know, like, I got some stories. But, I mean, eventually, you may not want to hear mine as much as this guy who sold all this dope <laughs> and all this crack. You know, it was Amer I wasn't an American gangster. You know, so, hey, that's just what I'm saying. Um, I need a little bit more substance. That's all I'm saying. And I and that is a little conscious here, uh, something that I can learn from here. I've never learned not too much of anything from Wayne. And that's no and I mean that no disrespect at all. I think Lil Wayne is great. I think the people that he signed under him are great. I mean, you can even make a you can even make a statement that Drake is just as good as Wayne. Some people can. Nicki Minaj, just as good as Drake and Wayne. I mean, he's responsible. Okay. But he's responsible for these artists, and I give him all the credit to that. I'll give him his roses right now. But when it comes down to the better between those two, neither one of these are true goats either. I'll say that, in my opinion. Neither one of them are true goats. Jay-Z gets it by default, though, because just like he said before, in one of his rhymes, you know, like some of these people were just a candle in the sun. But he was able to weather the storm. I mean, you got to think about it. And again, I will say this now, Jay-Z was never the hottest at any point of his career. But what makes him the GOAT by default, I would say, is probably because he still was there when all of these people who were hot cooled off from DMX to Juvenile 
to the Nellies, to the M&Ms, to the, you know, the 50 cents. Oh, my God, he retired when 50 Cent came out. I'm not saying that's the reason why he retired. But the Ja Rule, man, these people were hot as a firecracker. And he had to stand through all of that. Dipset had their run. You know, I mean, it was like you still got the locks doing their thing. It was a lot of people hot. And he weathered the storm. And when all of these people cooled off, fell off, whatever you want to say. How did he say it on the old Kanye West album, the college dropout? Seen them put it together, watch me take it apart. I've seen the Rovers rolled up in ribbons. I've seen them repoed, resold, and redriven. So when I reload, he holds. Man, I'm done, man. He ain't have to say anything else <laughs> out there. bad dude, man. He didn't have to say <laughs> shit else after that. So I'm sorry, man. As much as I love Wayne and what he does, Jay-Z gives me a little bit of this, a little bit of that, and a little bit of that. So I get full off of his food because – I get all of the sides and the whole full meal. With Wayne, I just get, I don't know, Jay-Z is the chicken, the macaroni, the mac and cheese, and the coleslaw, and the mashed potatoes. I just get chicken from Wayne. Dessert. It's, just, it's just dessert with Lil Wayne. Or just dessert then, because it is cool. <laughs> it's fly as fuck when he says, he says some shit like, oh my God, how did he come up with that? But I, and, and I will say this, as good as he is, I'm not going to lie to you, my son kind of wore me out with Lil Wayne. He listened to him so much. I actually was sick of hearing that man's voice for a while. And I loved him. I was listening to him before he even came out of the womb. So, you know, like, and I just had, you know, I just had to remind him, like, hey, man, I, I know. I was, I've was, i been listening to him since he was 16. I was 16, too. You know, so, because me and Wayne are only, like, four months apart as far as age goes. And uh, he's a bad boy, a bad, bad man when it comes to that. He's like Aaron Rodgers. He's the best talent you've probably seen at what he's good at. But when it's time to win the game, do you call for Aaron Rodgers or do you call for Tom Brady? I guess Jay-Z's more Tom Brady. But, look, we put a half hour in on this debate, guys. It was good, and I like it. Um, but we I knew Nick was going one way and I knew Terrence was going the other, so I just I thought it would be good. We got it in. Uh, great, great uh, job, guys. And, uh, again, Nick, and, and I'll say this. Terrence, in case you don't know, there are a lot of more people that agrees with Nick, unfortunately, than us. Whether you believe it or not, though, from what I hear well, around I, in the I streets, can I can see it, and it's, and, and it's fair because, um, I, and I also think it's, it's regional, mm, right? Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, people in the South, uh, my 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 cousins, my older cousins, they never listen to Jay Z, not one second of it. Right. That's uh, true. Know, I'm I'm thankful to, um, you know, be able to meet different people and shout out to my boy Carlos Purdue if he listens. He put me on a Jay Z when I was in um uh I was in tenth grade, I think. Yeah, I was in tenth grade and and he made me take the black album home. And, you know, the rest is pretty much history from there. But, you know, it was it was it was then and it was also um college dropout on the song you just mentioned, uh uh um Never Let You Down with uh with, with Kanye and Jay Ivy. Uh so that's kind of where it got started for me. But yeah, it, the the GOAT conversation and rap may be more regional than anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know? I, I agree. Um, I agree. And that's one thing I do hate about the South. As much as I love the South, what I hate is the the, the Southern listeners. There's they they uh what's that word we used to say? People always just say, "Oh man, you got you got the N word ears." Uh, that's the same thing for the South, though. They just all they know is the South, and especially Memphis. All they know is Memphis. They don't really want to hear too much of anything else, and that's where we defer right there at because I've always 
I've always been just all around. I don't even listen to just hip hop or just hip hop and R and B. I listen to mm-hmm. all different type of genres. I, no lie, I can listen to some old '90s rock. I can come back and hit you with some soft Absolutely. rock. I can listen to some eight sometimes some some of those old eighty pops, uh, pop stuff from the '80s. I'm a '90s guy though, but country music in the '90s was the shit. I don't care what nobody says. I've heard some of it, and I I, I can still bump some of it to this day sometimes. Because uh, I always got a, a kick out of how different it was and how terrible their women must be. Because, man, they used to have them just drinking and miserable and just <laughs> just like, man, these are some <laughs> terrible women. They were always singing about some effed up women, man. But I thought it was funny yeah. as hell. So well, anyway. I, can, I can take this opportunity to quote the, uh, in my opinion, the goat of all music. And that's Stevie Wonder who said music is a language that we all understand. So, yeah. Uh, I can relate to that because I listen to a lot of different things myself. There you go. There you go. And that's cool. Stevie Wonder. Hey, I, I don't know how many people will argue with that. I, I would probably say Michael Jackson or, you know, but, hey, you can't go wrong with Stevie either, man. Stevie was the man. Stevie is the man. Yeah. Uh, hey, so before we get into these sports stuff, since we brought up Stevie Wonder, did anybody hear the rumor <laughs> a long time? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you got it. <laughs> yes. You have. Okay, yeah, I, I, I got this from, a, over. I, I, well, I don't know how long you've heard about it, but I just heard about this like maybe five years ago or so. It was a, a GQ yeah. a GQ uh, magazine interview with Quincy Jones, and the first thing people can just say, hey, man, he's old and senile. But he said some things like, he said some crazy things like Oprah has a twin sister named Harpo. That's why she'd be big one meeting and little the next. Uh, he also said that, um, and I looked that up, I looked that up too hard to see That's if I could find any, any – <laughs> Any any baby pictures of a sister or a tw- another twin being around? I don't I don't see it. So, but anyway, this was believable. He said Stevie Wonder was blind for two weeks, and it was a uh, some kind of malfunction that happened. I don't know what went on with him, but they fixed whatever the hell it was, and he could see. But he was getting so much. He was benefiting so much from being blind. He yeah. said he said screw it. I'm gonna stay this way. But he said there's no way in hell. A blind man can whoop ass and throw hands like he like he's seen him do before in the streets, in the alley, <laughs> late at nights. People tried to rob him of his money, not give him what he's supposed to have been paid after he did a show. Man, where my money at? He was like Rihanna, bitch better have my money. And he's whooped. Like they say Stevie Wonder can throw hands. How can you throw hands if you're blind? So, uh, I don't know. Had the, Steve Harvey had the funniest story about it. And Shaq has one too, but Steve Harvey said that he had just bought a new truck. And Stephen Wonder was supposed to come on his show that day. Um, so he says that somebody somebody calls him and tells him to look outside. He looks outside and it's Stevie Wonder who's gotten in some kind of way, gotten in his truck and is driving his truck around the parking lot. Wow. <laughs> okay. So Why no, would... I, I definitely I definitely believe you can see. I've yeah. always believed it. Yeah. Okay. Wow. See, Didn't I'm even... not a big conspiracy theorist. That's one of my conspiracies that Stephen yeah. Wonder can absolutely see. Yeah. Yeah, he can see. Nobody can play a key. I mean, this is why we thought he was that great, because it's like, wow, he can't even see the piano keys, and look what he's doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He can do it with no – he can do it without looking. He'll just be up in the sky, you know, but nah, man. The man know what he doing, man. Uh, I, I, I think he can see too. But anyway, uh, <laughs> 35 minutes passed, so we're going to rush through yep. these through these uh, uh, updates because that's what most of them are. Carson Wentz was released by the Washington Commanders. Cool. Nothing to really talk about. done. Is he done? That's is he a, done? That's a good question. Uh, I think he is, but somebody will sign him if that's what you I, mean. I think he. I mean, I think he's, he's, he's lifelong backup now. 
if he if he doesn't want to play backup, then yeah, he is done. Hmm. But I'm hearing the Carolina yeah. Panthers are already going to probably sign him. So yeah, so much oh, for that. What you say, Nick? You said about Carson Wentz. Yeah, Carson yeah. Wentz. Yeah. Mm. Is it done? I mean, yeah. I mean, as far as him being considered any type of quote, any type of franchise's real future, yeah, he's done with that. I mean, he's a he's a stopgap starter, maybe, um, probably a backup. You know, uh, he's a, he's a backup on a good team. I say it that way, um, or, or on at least a decent team, um, but certainly not a starter for I think a, a contender. Um, so yeah, I mean, you know, Carolina's a possibility. Um, Tampa Bay, I guess, is a possibility. Um, Atlanta is a possibility. It's the whole NFC South is a possibility. Uh, boy, I think about it, you know, none of them really, I mean, nobody's really just a quarterback away um, in the NFC South. So he probably needs to be uh, be looking for houses uh, down that way or apartments. He probably needs to be looking to rent. Mm-hmm. Okay. I bet our man William Jones somewhere is thinking right now, well, the 49ers, they, they could get him for cheap. Just try it out. Maybe be the backup or maybe he could win the starting position. I don't know if he'd say that or not, but he he was kind of high on some of those quarterbacks like Carson Wentz and uh, Sam Darnold, people that I really could give two Fs about. I just don't think they're that good at all. I was going to say, how would you feel if y'all signed Carson Wentz? Man, I, I think he'd be – I think he'd like it. I think – you know, look, it, if we sign him for the minimum or something, hey, what's it hurting? But I don't – I don't – I think he's done. I don't think we do it. I don't think. But uh, – I don't think but, so. But, 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 but Nick – I hate to be petty here. Um, well, actually, y'all know I really don't. But you don't have to be petty at all. <laughs> Nick, you said last season or before this season, Carson Wentz was going to be fine as a commander, and we saw how that went. How do you feel yeah, about? Was, how do you feel about I being was wrong? Yeah, dead I was, wrong. I was very wrong. That shit was wow. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Carson <laughs> Wentz is, has had one of the fastest. That was some Philly love you were showing by, him, man. Followed by decisions I think I've ever seen, like, from anybody. It was crazy, like, how fast he was, like, an MVP candidate, you know, the, way, the year we won the Super Bowl. And then he gets hurt, and he comes back the next year, and he was actually still pretty good. Mm-hmm. And then I feel like it's just has gone downhill. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's it just think... gone bad from there, man. I, think I, I, don't, I don't know what, what, what happened, really. I think he was showing him some Philly love, man. I think that's what that really was. Uh, no, I mean the, the two years he was re- he was good. He was really good. Yeah, like he, yeah, he didn't want to Super Bowl up until he, up until he got hurt. He was MVP. He was yeah. gonna win that over Tom Brady. If he if he finished the year playing the way he had been playing because he was, he was fourteen weeks in. If he had finished the year playing the way he was playing, we, he was gonna win MVP. I disagree. I thought it was always Doug Peterson, but hey, that's neither here nor there. Um, you know, he, he thought he was that good because Doug Peterson was the coach. Yeah, I do. Nick Foles, Nick Foles was just as good and still won the Super Bowl without him. So what? How do you see it? I mean, you can't be that good and get that bad. I'll, I'll, just because you tore your ACL, people tear their ACL and come back better than ever. That's not. No, I mean, that, that's and, not the way and, I see and it. And next year he came back, he was still pretty good. We, we didn't have as many weapons around him. Hmm. Ah, uh, I don't know. The, the next year he was like he was, he was like the first quarterback to throw for four thousand yards while not have a, a and I have a single receiver catch over five hundred yards. Hey man, it looked good, but again, you know it's, like, it's obvious it was it was Peterson. Like I think it was Peterson. I mean, I, I understand it did look good, but I think it was more Peterson in the system. When he got away from that, boy, did it get ugly. And I mean, when he looks bad, he looks bad. 
Uh, no, but anyway, I mean, you see what Peters is really about to do with you. Let's do with Trevor Lawrence down there, so. I mean, yeah, yeah, could could be, could be, just saying. All right, but keeping it moving, y'all know Russell Westbrook was bitched uh, yesterday against the, uh, the 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 overtime loss against the Nuggets. The, the Clippers have been losing some close ones here. Uh, the what was it, 175 to 176? We forgot to mention last week where they yeah. they 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 lost that one. But man, that's ridiculous. Very ridiculous to allow yeah, that. I mean, that's like that. the second second or third most scoring points in his NBA history. But now, here they are against Denver, and they lose a close one. It looked like it was a pretty good one. But what do y'all think about Westbrook? We had just talked about it kind of, but now what do you think about this? Tyron Lue, and I'll just say this before you all give your quick take on it. Let's, let's not forget Terrence Mann, I think this is his name. Mann has been playing some good ball. That man has been balling. And uh, – he didn't get the minutes that he normally gets now that Westbrook is there. Westbrook didn't, you know, look too good. It's just one game. But, guys, your thoughts on it. Should uh, should Westbrook be coming in taking man's minutes the way he's been playing? Or do we just say, hey, man, that's just one game. You know what Russell brings to the table. Uh, that, what y'all think? Um, mm, I, I think the Clippers have – a lot of the same players, right? Because I think Bones Highland plays a lot like Westbrook, and you know, man has been kind of running the points on too. I think, and yeah, uh, I, I think in a situation like that, you just have to play your best players. And people can say what they want to say about Westbrook; he's still going to be one of your best players. And I, I, I saw some of some of the game with uh, and with him, and and he looks fine to me. I, I think he looks he looks probably better now with the Clippers than he did at any point with the Lakers. Um, so I, I just I think he should have played. Maybe it's just the rotational thing, and mm-hmm. uh, maybe maybe Tyron Lue just wanted to go. But I don't know the reason for the benching. Mm-hmm. But I, I think that at the end of games, you got to put Westbrook in the game, man. That's just my opinion. Now, I, I, you know, yeah, I know I mean, they've, got, they've got a lot of guys, and mm-hmm. I, I think they're going to be a problem for anybody, especially in the playoffs, because you know they they can go ten, eleven deep pretty easy. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if any other team that can do that. So they are definitely going to be an issue. Yeah, and I don't know, and I and I hope the rotation doesn't. I hope the rotation isn't messing everything up. It could be though, because I mean, they could Eric, be. I mean, they got Gordon. Things out. They add a lot of people. The Clippers add more people than anybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, they got, got, got a lot right. to figure out. Yep, and Eric Gordon played a lot of minutes, and he didn't give much of anything uh, as far as that game goes. But uh, Nick, Eric, Eric Gordon is, in my opinion, is washed. I'm Uh-oh. sorry, I, I was not. I was not impressed by them signing him. I was I was hoping that wasn't the case because I really did like him in Houston. I know that was still like four or five seasons ago when he was, in my opinion, balling. But uh, Nick, go and give me your take. Yeah, man, like I'm I'm happy to see Russell uh, Russell in the Clipper uniform. You know, I think that's I think that was always going to be the better fit for him. As a, you know, kind of we discussed last episode, uh, it's it's a rough place to be being a LeBron James sidekick, uh, particularly if, if you're not the one that he not particularly the one that he would like to have at the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, which, you know, I think I think it's very clear that LeBron would have preferred to have Kyrie Irving as opposed to Russell Westbrook. Um, so for Russell to be in a spot where it seems like he's wanted and, uh, you know, where they, where they really feel like they can, you know, he could be useful for them, uh, I'm happy to see that for him. And I think as I also mentioned in the last episode, I'm looking forward to the possibility and kind of probability of a Clippers and Suns uh, matchup. Um, I would like to see Russ get integrated well with the team and and be able to match up, you know, in a playoff series with Kevin Durant on the other side and and uh, you know just see how how that played. I think it make great TV and obviously a great great series. So 
Um, definitely, definitely happy to see him over there, man, and hoping the things go well. Okay. All right. Um, look, LeBron James uh, and the Los Angeles Lakers were down 27 in Dallas on Sunday, but they still won the game. They came back and they beat Kyrie and Luka. Guys, your thoughts on that game? And during that game, LeBron James suffered an injury, an injury that looks like it's going to keep him out for some weeks, at least for now. Terrence has his take on how long he think it'll really be. And we'll start with Terrence first. T, what's going on with LeBron and his injury? And uh, what did you make of the Lakers before this news came out that he would be out for a while? Because it looks like yeah. they were kind of starting to get on a roll here. Yeah, well, well I will say uh, kudos to uh, who's the GM over there? Is it uh, Palenka? The Lakers? Rob Palenka. Rob Palenka, who looks like uh, the actor uh, whose name will come to me in a second or two. But uh, <laughs> um, they look a lot better, man. I think they just got some pieces that fit. Mm-hmm. D'Angelo Russell really fits in with with LeBron and um, with LeBron and, and AD a lot better than I think what Westbrook did because of his his ability to shoot, especially sh- be able to shoot off the pick and roll. Um, Vanderbilt is, is giving them something that they just did not have, and that's just energy, just raw energy all day. Um, so I, I think that they were definitely going to win some games. They would have made, they probably could have very much have made a run at the play in. Uh, unfortunately, I, what I just saw earlier is that LeBron is out for at least three weeks. I don't know how many games they have within that three week span, but I know they were going to have a a short run in a you know in a they they had to win about I think it was like like, like seventeen to twenty three, like seventy percent of the games or something like that. Like they had to they had to pretty much go on a run, and they were starting to do that. And who knows they they could probably still do that because I think that. Sometimes I don't want to say LeBron's a detriment to the team, but I do think that they can still play good without him. Um, but it's going to also depend on Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis now has to legitimately play the best basketball of his life to get this team uh, to the play-in. Uh, I don't think that's going to happen, unfortunately, for the Lakers. Uh, of course, I don't think it's going to happen. But um, just, it, it sucks that you know LeBron is hurt. But here's what here's what people have to realize is that LeBron has really never missed a lot of significant time for he's never had to have like a season ending surgery or anything. But I do believe that this injury right here will keep him sidelined for the rest of the year because I don't think they'll be in contention enough when it's time for him to come back in three weeks or a month. Uh and he'll probably just say, hey, let's just let's just get him next year. And it's gonna raise a whole lot of questions. You know, it's gonna be a lot of questions. You know, you're talking about two years in a row, almost three years in a row. Would it be would this be three years in a row if no playoffs? Yeah, I believe you're right. They hadn't made the postseason since they won the championship in the bubble. Because, well, last year they missed the playoffs altogether. They didn't make the play-in game. I think the year before that, maybe they were in the play-in game and they, they lost, lost in the, the, in the in first the round. Yeah, the they, lost, they lost the play-in to Memphis. The Memphis. Was it Memphis? Okay. There you go. That was 21. 22, they missed. Yeah. That was, that was, that was also, two years. Okay, wait, hold on, hold on. They, they won a championship in 2020, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. All right, the next year they lost to Phoenix in the first round. I thought they lost to Memphis in the play-in. They, no, they lost to Phoenix. Golden oh. State lost to Memphis in the play-in. Oh, well, they made the playoffs in 21 then. Golden State did, that's right. Yeah, State they lost, lost to Phoenix in the first round. And then you have a – they didn't make the play-in at all last year. Uh, and people can say this because Anthony Davis wasn't there, but they had Anthony Davis long enough to make the play-in game. The play-in game. And we ain't talking about the playoffs. You just got to be – you just got to be 10 seed or higher. Okay. You, you want to know the real ironic thing right now? What's, what you got? 
You want to know who could really help the Lakers make this push now that LeBron could miss three weeks to a month? Russell Westbrook. Russell Westbrook. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't believe me, I thought it. Exactly. <laughs> you did all of that. Yep. You did all of that to get rid of him just to, just for this to happen. Um, mm, Nick, what's your take on this? Yeah, man. Like I said, it's, it's really ironic that uh, Russell Westbrook could be real helpful right now. But um, no, man. I, I thought the timing was definitely interesting. Um, you know, if you want to look into whatever conspiracies may be surrounding. Uh, you know, LeBron's sudden injury and absence, that's, I'll, I'll leave that to Jarvis because that's really more his, his alley. Uh, <laughs> but, um, no, nah, man, it's, it's, it's odd because the Lakers are actually only like two, two and a half games out of six. I think uh, Dallas has a six seed right now. It's only like two and a half games between uh, between the Lakers and Dallas. And so, um, they were so they were definitely certainly in it. Uh, you know, Lakers are 29 and 32. The uh, Dallas is thirty-two and thirty, and so um, you know they they were definitely in the hunt. Um, they obviously need to play well because there's you know there's sixteen between them and, and Dallas. Um, they could have kept them even out out of the play-in tournament at all, but certainly with LeBron going down and not having uh, you know somebody I think to really put next to AD, um, I think the Lakers are probably going to struggle, and then that's going to get packed into next year. Okay. Um, and me, my honest opinion on this is first of all, does anybody know the particular play that he hurt his foot? Did you yeah, see it? Uh, um, okay, he went up for a layup and he just kind of landed awkwardly. It didn't, it didn't look like anything serious, but uh, LeBron and LeBron fashion looks at the camera and was like, Oh, I heard a pop. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, uh, some people think that it's maybe a, a, in the arch of the foot or something where it could be a little bit more yeah, serious. Yeah, that's what I but... say. It's definitely not an Achilles because we, we've seen what Achilles injuries do. He, there's no way he would have been able to keep playing. No. no. Uh, so people are saying that he probably tore the uh, plantar fascia, which that happens, and it, it, it doesn't feel good. Just it's it's not pleasant. My dad's had it. He, he, he yeah, it hurts. And it hurts for a while. Like, he'll always struggle with it. Um, I don't even know if surgery fixes it or not. I think they might just have to, like, rehab it or something. Nah, but, yeah, no need for surgery, but it's going to take some time to rehab. I mean, for surgery, probably we, we know they have another season for So he should be in a boot then right about now, right? I would right. say. Okay. If, Look, if that's what it is, then yeah, he's definitely in a boot. Yeah, if, if – yes. And if, if he's really injured, then, hey, yeah, it's a wrap. This is it. I agree with T. This is the last you probably will see of him because in three weeks they'll be completely out. They will have no chance to come back and make the pl- the postseason. However, it is very ironic that this injury occurs right after he broke the record. He played the All-Star game, but now he's hurt and now he's done or at least out for three weeks. Well, I say this, unless I can see the actual play and look at it again, look back and see, is he really hurt? Is he not? I would say he's not because LeBron is, well, I think he's kind of showing us he can kind of act. He's That's what he went to Hollywood for. He's putting his money behind films and executive producing films and the house party and all of that. Space Jam, he ain't that bad. So I will say that he's probably putting on. Now, we know when he's flopping. We know when he's doing things. But I said this all along. And uh, Terrence reminded me about that earlier today when we when this news broke that I said that he would, you know, break the all-time scoring record and then he would shut it down for the season. And if that is the case, then that means they already knew they weren't making the postseason anyway. So the plan was just let me get the record and I'll shut it down during the second half of the season, uh, whatever you want to call it, the, uh, a third of the season remaining or whatever. Uh, <laughs> the third, but, third of the season. <laughs> yeah, but that's that was the exact plan. the conspiracy. This news comes out. Guess who the Lakers play tomorrow? 
Memphis. Right. In Memphis. In, and he in, does not like to come to Memphis. He does he not. He does not like to come to Memphis. He does not. Make sure. And he's a very calculated man. So you see how how well he put this together? I'm not going to Memphis. So this will be the game I say, ah, ah, I'm hurt. And again, guys, if I found, for, to the audience listening, if, if there was anything that I could see that I saw here where I could actually try to make this look real, I would. But I don't see it. This is the case where I have to just let it be known. Hey, you know, remember, I don't think it's really real anyway. So this is my so-called conspiracy. Uh, but, yeah, keeping it moving. The Lakers, oh, real quick, how, how did you th- what did you think about Kyrie and Luka, though? How do you think? How do you feel about those two and the Mavericks as far as the rest of the season well, goes? When I tell you, there's a lack of like intangibles there. Uh, two very skilled guys, but two guys that just on the defensive end they don't care. Mm-hmm. Hmm. And that's what that's that's how you blow leads. That's how you blow a twenty-seven point lead. They sure did it. They don't care if everything is going right. Shots are falling. Those guys look spectacular. Kyrie, some people even call him, some people call Kyrie the most skilled player ever. I like that when everything is falling. Yeah, boy. It does kind of, yeah. It ain't hard. It's not, it's kind of hard to debate some nights, but again, some nights. But we know when he does, when he's in a zone. Oh, man. He he, he might be the flashiest player ever, but like, uh, but anyway, I don't want to debate about his skill. My point is that he looks like those things when everything goes right. Mm -hmm. But like, when it's it's tough, prime example, I think yesterday, Boston and, um, and Philly had a game, and Tatum did not have a good game. But when it came down to making the last shot, Tatum drained it. He did. You know, that that's greatness. Uh, every night is not going to be perfect. You, your shot's not going to fall perfectly every night. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, some nights, you, you you know, you might have an off an off few minutes here or there, you know. Uh, but the intangibles, the greatness intangibles still have to be there. I, uh, uh, Skip calls it the clutch gene. I don't. I don't want to ever quote Skip, but you give a point. And you know, so I, I respect that out of Tatum. You know, I respect that out of MB, who still tried to heave a a, a push shot, and and by all means, he made he made the thing. It was just a little bit too late. Yeah. You know, three three quarter shot, and I mean, just nailed it. You know, that that's to me that's greatness. You, and, you're and, fighting. Yeah. And Paul George and did the same Jason thing kid, the next yeah, day. Yeah, Jason Kidd said they need to grow up a little bit, and I and I agree with him. Mm-hmm. Paul George did the same thing the very next night, <laughs> but it, and it didn't count either. Just the, yeah. the exact same way. Yep. Yeah. Oh, it almost makes me believe maybe they do have those microchips and those basketballs. That's another conspiracy for another time. But uh, <laughs> but but yeah, guys. Uh, okay, so yeah, what we talked about Westbrook. We talked about LeBron and Kyrie and uh, Luca. Real quick, Nick, what do you think about Kyrie and Luca? Do you agree with Terrence or? No. I, I haven't watched. I haven't watched much of the end, to be perfectly honest. Okay. Um, they've got uh, they got an interesting one coming up here pretty soon. I think I saw. Uh, Bear with me for just a second. Yeah, they play the, they play the Pacers tomorrow night. That wasn't the one I saw. It was another one for me. Anyway, um, I'm gonna try to catch them here pretty soon. Mm-hmm. They got the seventy sixes on Thursday. That's what it is. Yeah, that'll be um, that'll be one we can catch then. Yeah, I know that's TNT. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, yeah, that's PS TNT game. Yeah, six thirty TNT game. So that's the one I'll probably take a look at. Uh, you know, Kyrie, you got James Harden, of course, coming to town. Uh, then you know, you got uh, got Luke and, and Joel and B, obviously. So um, some fun, some fun. I mean, obviously the matchups don't quite go together, but it's a fun matchup, a good game to watch. I do want to get a look at them and just see kind of what their rhythm looks like. I know it's going to take a while before it probably really clicks. Um, and I think obviously this is an audition. 
on both ends. In addition, you see the Mavericks, you know, would want to keep Kyrie there long term. And the, and the Mavericks are essentially auditioning to say, hey, Kyrie, this could be a spot for you as opposed to you, um, you know, maybe going to join with LeBron again. So uh, I'm, I'm curious to see how, how that plays out for the Mavericks for the rest of the season. I'm, I'm going to get my eyes on it uh, here this week. Okay, all right. And so to wrap up the basketball news, good stuff, guys. Dame snapped out for 71 on Sunday night. Uh, I missed this. I I hate it because I've seen him do something like this before a few times. Um, and uh, even McCullum as well a few times. Uh, the band those two were good. Now that I think, damn, I wish those two were still playing together. But I understand Dame stayed and he got paid and he's not going anywhere. So this is all you'll really get from Dame, you know, highlight nights like this. But for the most part, just not enough wins. And that's why we hate that he stayed. But then again, most people would have bashed him for leaving, depending on where he would have went. So I'll say this, though, guys. He got 71. Spider, that's Donovan Mitchell, had 73 a few weeks ago. Um, And if I'm not mistaken, it was a 70 earlier on as well. Maybe. I mean, it seems like it's happened quite a bit this season. We talked about this the last time. Just this season? Yeah, it was just the two this season. This is the only time it's ever happened twice in the season. It was just those two? You sure? Mm-hmm. Okay, so yeah. it was, it's, only been, it's only been like six 70 point games in, in uh, okay. six big players to score 70 okay. in league history. Well, somebody scored 60 something then, uh, also. It's been some 60s then, or uh, something, 50s and 60s, because. Well, I think Dame had a 60 point game earlier this year, right? And Mitchell had a 50, had, he had a 50 something point night too, also. Yeah. Uh, with the 70. So I, I asked this. We're getting closer and closer to the 81 number. Is somebody going to break Kobe's record? And, and and your thoughts real quick here, guys, because we got two more topics about Lamar Jackson and Justin Fields. But your thoughts real quick on Dame Lillard and is anybody going to really do this because we're getting closer and closer to somebody breaking the 81? Yeah, some, some, somebody will. I mean, I think at some point we'll see every record being broken at some point, you know, most of us lived in a lifetime, and, and we were wrong for this, right? But most of us lived in a lifetime where we thought Kareem's record wouldn't be broken. But, like, Carl Malone almost either, so we should have known that somebody was going to come along and do it. <laughs> yeah. But um, I could definitely see the 81 being broken. I don't know if it'll be this year or next year, but, yeah, I can definitely see it. See it. I can definitely see it happening. Like we, And apparently, yeah, I think yesterday even Dame Lillard kind of kind of took his pedal, took his gas off the pedal somewhere in the third quarter. Um, he only played 39 minutes. Yeah, he only played 39 minutes, you know. So, uh, that was still what another 10 minutes out there that he could have, um, well, another eight minutes or so out there that he could have played. So, I mean, it's it's possible, man. These guys are all uh, skilled enough and they shoot so many doggone threes. And I think Dame had 13 threes yesterday, so yeah, um, and half of them were from half court. <laughs> I mean, he hey, he shoots that thing from anywhere. Yeah. Uh, Dame Dame gets hot, and it's just you know, hey, get the get the women and children out of the building, as uh, Kenny yeah. Smith would say. Hey, so is Steph Curry Jay Z because he inspired Dame to shoot from any range? Is, is Dame is now Wayne Lil Wayne? Uh, just I'm sorry, just <laughs> <laughs> just thought I would add Teddy. We had a great debate earlier. If you missed that. Get back to the rewind. That was a good one. Uh, but dang, he was phenomenal. Man, he was phenomenal. Wayne is, Wayne is the only student that became a teacher, man. That's all I'm saying. Hey, man. Uh, there's a lot of people that won't argue with that. I, I, You know, I've said what I've said, but yeah, okay. There's a lot of people that won't argue with that, seriously. 
Uh, but Dame got the 71. Terrence thinks that somebody will break it. I do too. And uh, I think it's coming sooner than we think. Uh, Nick, you got anything on Dame and in that record? Um, Dame, Dame's spectacular. I mean, I, I haven't, I, I haven't even watched the highlights of what he did. You know, did to do that just yet. But uh, I'm sure you know him hitting 13. I think it was 13 for 22 and for three. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sure that was, that was definitely a show to watch. So I kick back here and, and uh, put some eyes on him a little bit later. But um, as far as the guy that could that could uh, you know break Kobe's 81, um, yeah, I mean Dame is definitely one of those guys. And even it seems like last night. He potentially could have uh, could have done it then if he really you know kind of kept his foot on the on the gas pedal, so to speak. Um, the guy that they got it, I, I think, would probably get a real shot to do it. I, I feel like it'll probably be Jason Tatum. Um, I feel like you know he he's one of the guys that's really you know kind of becoming one of the future faces of the league. Uh, he plays for Boston, obviously a, a marquee franchise. Um, they've got a good team around him. Um, so I, I think he's got the potential to maybe get high one night, uh, hit some threes, maybe get to the line a little bit, and uh, he could be a guy that could, that could threaten it. Um, but definitely a great night by Dame. Um, not surprising that he's, you know, he is one of the guys that joins this Central Point Club, uh, but, but certainly, uh, you know, definitely looks like a sight to see. Yeah, I think Dame, Kyrie, Spider, these are some of the guys that could actually do that along with Tatum. And uh, hell, what about the other one? He could Jalen Brown could possibly do it too. Who knows? I mean, for whatever reason, as good as Tatum is, people just seem to make it seem like it's a huge gap between him and Jalen Brown. And I'm sorry, I don't see it. As good as Tatum is, Jalen Brown's a bad boy too. I don't think he gets the credit he deserves sometimes. He's still sometimes in the topic of discussion when it comes to trades. So anyway, just that was phenomenal though by Dame. It is definitely Dame time. Um, uh, Patrick Beverly earlier in the year, he he was trying to fix his watch. Y'all remember that when they came back and beat the Trailblazers, he was like, he was mocking the Dame time stuff. He was trying to fix his watch, and uh, he was saying the watch was broke. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, that, that was an impressive comeback. The Lakers are, you know, they're not doing much, but they definitely have some 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 big comebacks this season so far. Uh, but moving on, we've got two more topics, and we're out of here. We just hit the hour mark, so let's go ahead and get it out and get it done. The Bears are in talks or in discussions with a few teams to actually trade the number one pick. Now, a lot of people are saying to themselves, listening to these to me say this right now, you're probably saying, duh, that's what they're supposed to do. Um, but there were some there were some reports by, you know, some anonymous people in the NFL around the league saying that the Bears are probably going to really really evaluate this 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 um this draft because they're thinking about drafting an actual quarterback again and they were going to trade Justin Fields Justin Fields and Lamar Jackson in an even swap or not an even swap but of course some you know picks and a lot of more stuff that the Bears would get I mean would have to give up for Lamar however I'm like what is that what was going on here some people think that hey just put talent around Fields and he'll be fine. Some people seem to think that, nah, he ain't got it like that. It's just the legs. But, again, uh, guys, your thoughts on the Bears trading the number one pick. Should they be doing this or not? Uh, let's start with you, T. They should definitely trade the number one pick. I think it's a no-brainer. Uh, you don't – you already – they already have their QB. They just need to put pieces around them. I, I get so tired of the notion that, you know, teams are not sold on this guy, sold on that guy. No, 
give the guy the tools to succeed. And if he doesn't succeed, then then you go find another guy. But even if you have to go find another guy, you still already have the tools. But you can't keep putting guys up there with terrible teams uh, and expecting them to go out and win championships. It just doesn't work that way. Hmm. So I'm glad that they are actually using using some sense and, and trying to build around fields as opposed to just trade them off and you get – let's say you do get Lamar. Well, let me tell you, as good as Lamar is, he ain't going to look good over there. Because mm-hmm. who is he – his, uh, his receivers are worse than Lamar's, and you know how I feel about the Ravens receivers. Yeah, that's a good point there. Nickelodeon? Oh. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, man, I mean, it, it would be a terrible, stupid thing to trade Justin Fields, right? You definitely trade the number one pick. I don't I don't see a quarterback in this draft that I would I would replace with Justin Fields, replace uh, Justin Fields with. Um, you know, I'm, I'm curious to see who's going to make Zach Wilson the state and draft Will Levis much higher than they should because he's going to be this year's Zach Wilson. If that happens, if he gets if he gets drafted in the first round, in my opinion, Will Levis, he's going to be this year's Zach Wilson. I don't want to get off topic, but I'm just saying. Um, but uh, no, so definitely a smart thing for the Bears to trade that number one pick. Um, they need some of everything, so whatever you know, whatever literally the best haul of players and or draft picks they can get, um, they should trade for that. You know, trade back, and there's, there's no other position players that are worth. Uh, you know, where you have the number one instead of a quarterback. So, you know, Trey gets more assets, um, get a Will Anderson or, or you know, receive, maybe some receivers to Justin Fields, uh, anything, you know, just to help Buffy out your team because, um, you, you you know, everybody other than a quarterback really should be extendable at this point. Okay. All right. Good stuff. I, I would say that um, we all agree on this one because, again, like I said, I have this – this thing on why the Texans can bounce back if they were to get the number one pick and draft the quarterback. And no, was it the Texans or was it? Uh, yeah. Yeah, it was the Texans. But however, they would have to make that trade. I mean, they would have to uh, uh, come up and get that trade where I said the Texans would get. What's his name? Bryce. Bryce. Is it Bryce or Brees? Bryce. Bryce Young. Or, or Bryce, Young, yes. Bryce Young. I'm thinking that they maybe draft him and then they they do their thing. And that still very well could happen since we know the Bears aren't since we know the Bears are not going to pick a quarterback, we think if they're looking to trade this pick away. Now, something crazy could happen to where they trade it to the Texans or somebody else and they get the quarter and, and they don't get a quarterback and the quarterback is still there when they pick. And it's like, hey, you know, hey, let's try it. What the hell? I don't know, but I think we all agree on this. I am with you guys. Yeah, man, you just put the talent around him. Uh, I hate to use this word, but the potential is there that he could be a franchise quarterback, and we won't know until you put some talent around his ass. Uh, the, you just saw what the, what the Eagles just did. Did you see what they just did for Jalen Hurts this offseason, during the season? They did everything it took to make sure. Hey, we're going to find out if he's the guy. You did it, and what happened? He was almost an MVP. He was almost a Super Bowl champion. I would say just take notes. Just for the sake of it being real, look at what they did. So, All right, last one, Lamar Jackson. It's reported that Lamar Jackson reportedly never demanded a fully guaranteed contract with the Ravens, and he also had no input in the hiring of the offensive coordinator, Todd Munkin. This is coming from NBC Sports and Mike Florio. I don't know how credible you guys think he is or to the the listeners, but, hey, I can believe it. And if so, it confirms what I've been saying about the Baltimore Ravens. We've got a Baltimore Raven fan on this podcast, I think. Oh, <laughs> T. Smith. 
Yeah, what's going on here, man? I mean, uh, do you believe this? I don't think anybody's making anything up. Yeah, I believe it. Uh, and it's just, and, and I think you know when you when you really play the play the whole timeline out, man. I think that 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 separation has already happened. Hmm. I, I I think that you know, and, and you've been saying this for a while. Um, you're kind of starting to you off right, unfortunately, but uh, <laughs> unfortunately for me. But I, I, I think that their relationship is sour. That's why it's not to say that between now and you know franchise tag time that they can't be rectified, but or at least rectified enough to where they handle business. But yeah. it doesn't seem like that uh, those two sides are going to be handling a whole lot of business. Yeah, and we're saying all outside of that of, outside of signing the franchise tag and trade the guy. Yeah, yeah, which I hope it doesn't come to that. But hey, this is what they signed up for when they agreed to the CBA. But what we're trying to say. To make a long story short, I think is that if, well, not speaking for Terrence, but what I'm trying to say is that if they, if if they know he didn't demand, you know, a fully guaranteed contract, then why the hell is he not signed? Right. They they don't plan on signing him long term like that. They don't plan on giving him. I guess even if he's not asking for Deshaun Watson money, they're not trying to give him what um, Russell Wilson money. It seems. That's sixty something guaranteed, sixty mil something like that guaranteed. You can't give him that. It doesn't have to be yeah. two hundred or one hundred or whatever the guarantee is for Deshaun Watson. But damn, you, he can't get Russell Russell Wilson guarantee. I mean, you saw Russell Wilson this past season when he didn't look that good. And I mean, it, it's not just him, but I'm just saying, like, who would you take? If, you know, if those were the only two you could go with, you'd probably go with Lamar. You're gonna get some wins. You know what he's gonna bring to the table. They're not going to sign this guy. I don't see it. And even if they tag him, it'll probably still be a tag and trade. They just tag him to, just in case, hold on, you're not going anywhere, and they'll still be working the trade, and it still could get done, you know, uh, before he ever has to take another snap in Baltimore. Uh, Nick, what's your take yeah, on well, that? Well, well oh, I, will, I will say this before Nick gives his take. Uh, if if a deal cannot get reached, uh, that Baltimore front office is going to have a whole lot of explaining to do. Hmm. Well, they better get to explaining. Yeah, that was that was um it's gonna be weird in Baltimore, man. Like I it makes all the sense it doesn't make sense to me that they would get to this point and then not pay the man. You built everything around him. So when it's a once it's time for his contract, then you've made you built everything around him so that you can pay it. Pay him. Um so that doesn't make any sense to me that they kind of they've not taken care of this in the way that they should. Um, provided that Lamar is not asking for something outrageous, which I don't think he is. I, I think the idea that he that he's looking for a dollar more than what Deshaun Watson got is very much reasonable considering that he has had nearly trouble that Deshaun, Deshaun Watson's had and he's had, you know, arguably more success. He certainly, you know, obviously was MVP. Um, I think Deshaun may have made it a little further in the playoffs. I think he may have made it to a conference championship or whatever, but um, you know, past that, uh, like I said, you know, he doesn't come with the trouble that Deshaun Watson's had. And so, um, yeah, I don't, I don't blame him if he is asking for you know if Deshaun got two thirty five and he wants two thirty six whatever the case is, <laughs> uh, but, and, and so anything uh, you know provided he's not going significantly above and over that, um, I don't I don't really see the problem. I think the Ravens have botched it, uh, and it's mm. going to be interesting to see if they if they recognize that and are able to repair it uh, well enough to keep him there. Ladies and gentlemen, especially you, Terrence, did you just catch that what Nick just did? Did you catch it, T? I don't I know. Think I, I don't think I did. 
He just used a wrestling reference. Did oh, he no, or did he, he not? No, he didn't, did he? Did Wait he, a minute now. Nick, Nick, did you just not say the Ravens botched it? I did. That I mean, I don't hear that word more anywhere else other than outside right. of wrestling, you know, like more than wrestling. That's where I hear hey, it from John, the most. Son. John, it sounded sound like an AEW reference, actually. Yeah, yeah, good one, T. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, 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 Nick, you, 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 you're getting there, man. Yeah, I, I, hey, man, I, I, I pulled that one. I wasn't even trying to. You weren't even trying to, but yeah, I called it. That's that's a big wrestling term that's used a lot, you know, yeah. a, a botch or if we're talking about the, the wrestling news or reports or whatever. But yeah. And even in the actual, as as, as T is referred to, AEW, it, it happens. So, yeah, that was good, though, man. I like uh, your takes on that. And, uh, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm with Nick. They have botched it. And, damn it, damn, I, I feel for you, T, but it ain't looking good, man. And I just feel like this is, this is what's the bad part about it. And I know you probably will disagree, but I think Harbaugh says screw this and retires immediately after he's gone, after Lamar Jackson has been traded. And because they, they kept saying something about 15 years, they kept saying it so much. And I was like, this almost sounds like a farewell. I don't know if anybody caught that, what the commentary was saying about Harbaugh. It wasn't during the postseason, I don't think just yet, but I think it was like week 18 maybe. And I just kept hearing it like, yeah, he's been there for 15 years. I, I, that's right. And he, but he does have a Super Bowl, so I can't, I can't just trash the guy. And I know Terrence thinks that I does that a lot. It's just that I just don't really get it, what he does. I don't really get, like, he's a leader amongst men. Okay, he can lead his men and prepare them to play. I'm, I got it good. That's what every head coach is supposed to do. But, damn it, I just don't think – I never liked that situation. I thought that Lamar Jackson saved Harbaugh's job, and I thought that somebody like Eric B. Enemy should have been going to Baltimore because he would have a chance to maybe get the job, you know, at some point. If Harbaugh decides to shut it down, or you know, he would definitely help Lamar and Eric Bieniemy would be the, uh, you know, of course he would be the hero for that, and he would get a head coaching job. But I just feel like, damn, this is gonna be it. Well, I, I, I think that that even speaks volumes because if if you are going to leave Patrick Mahomes and you have a chance to go and post Lamar Jackson, you don't take it. Maybe he's got some insight that says Lamar won't be there. Yes, a lot of times these coaching um, uh, moves can kind of give you an insight on mm-hmm. uh, what some some of the players are going to do. I always go back to the example of LeBron when, and I don't know if you guys remember this, but uh, Izzo was supposed to be coaching the, the Cavaliers. You guys remember that? Yeah, yeah, I do. I don't remember that. And and Izzo had accepted the job, and then all of a sudden Izzo backed out of the job. But it was like, why did he do that? Because they knew, they knew LeBron wasn't going to be there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This was uh, the same year as the uh, decision. So now, because remember, the first mm-hmm. thing they did was fire Mike Brown. Mm-hmm. And yep. they were looking for a coach, and Izzo had agreed to coach him. Uh, and then all of a sudden, Izzo went back to Michigan State. Yeah. And everybody was like, "All right, well, I knew what that meant. That meant LeBron wasn't going to be there." Mm-hmm. Uh, so, are you saying you're convinced now, T, that this is it? You even you know you've come to the realization. At first, at first I was like ninety ten on him staying. Now I'm very much um, now I'm very much fifty five forty five on him leaving. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And that sounds about right. Fifty five forty five. Either way, that's the way it's looking right now. But I mean, the reports are saying more and more by the day now that him getting traded is is is, is that's not highly un- unlikely anymore. Like it was. Yeah, either way, this this situation has gotten unnecessarily messy. 
Very. Very. Yep. It actually, the more I think about it, it actually kind of sounds like I was watching um, uh, AJ Brown when he was talking the other day, uh, and he was talking about um, what was going on with him and the Titans uh, when they were negotiating. And he, and he was like, you know, they were offering him, you know, like, you know, 16.5, and then with incentives, it would go to like 20 or whatever. And his agent was like, just don't just, just, just say this, go quiet. Don't say anything to him. Don't, don't answer, the, don't answer the phone. You know, don't anything. And so that kind of seems to, seems to be the route that Lamar's taking right now. And if that's the case, then obviously we see how it ended up with AJ. So, um, yep. Yep. And, and, and the draft is coming up. It is. Yeah. And, and my whole thing to that part, AJ Brown actually wanted to be a Tennessee Titan. Like a lot of people, a lot of people can't say that with a straight face. He really did, and I guess that's because, well, he went to Ole Miss. Uh, he went to Stark, he, he went to Starkville. Did he go to Starkville High, I believe, in Mississippi yeah, he here? So yeah, hey, mate, 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 big up to the kid, man. This is why Jerry Rice was familiar with him and said, "Hey, Shanahan, get him, get this one," and he got Debo instead. But again, that's neither here nor there. AJ Brown wanted to stay a Titan, and you didn't want to pay that man. I blame the Tennessee Titans. This is something that I should have said the week of the Super Bowl, and I forgot to mention it. This is the Tennessee Titans' fault that the Philadelphia Eagles were in the Super Bowl to begin with. Uh, What's his name? John Robinson, former general manager of the Titans. He he shouldn't get another damn general manager job again because that was the (laughs) worst. That was the worst trade ever. You literally got a ham sandwich and a little small bag of barbecue chips for that, that that's what you got for giving away A.J. Brown, and look what the Eagles did. Now I see why Jalen Hurts and A.J. Brown were smiling from ear to ear on draft night when they were FaceTiming immediately after that trade. They were looking at each other like, dog, you know what's about to happen here? <laughs> and it happened. They almost were champions. It's your fault, John Robinson. It's your fault. This is all on the Titans. Damn. It's his fault. I'm putting it all on him. And that's why Amy Adams, the owner, chairman or whatever of the Titans, now the son of Bud, the daughter of Bud Adams. This is the reason why she fired his ass. She was just waiting to see AJ take a dump on, on her Titans and put it all on John Robinson, the general manager, and say, all right, that'll be it now. <laughs> Won't be needing you anymore. I just wanted everybody to see that. This is your fault. This is your ish, and I'm going to let you step all in it. And that's exactly what she did, and then she booted him. Um, I, and I like that, too. Very petty of her, but I like it. Uh, anyway, guys, that's all I've got. It's been a great show. We actually have beat the 90-minute mark some, somewhat. Uh, that's, <laughs> that, that, that's all I got, though. Good stuff on Lamar Jackson. Good stuff on uh, Justin Fields. And we do think he'll be a bear. Will they put the talent around him? That remains to be seen. I don't know how straight their front office is and how good they are. Maybe they should call Harry Roseman, uh, Nick, you know, and see if they can get some pointers from him since he's your um, whatever uh, he, general he, manager he, of the year. I need him to keep all the secrets in-house. <laughs> yeah. Don't I'll tell nobody nothing. Out the Jalen Hurt starts making $55, 60000000 million per um, – well, I take that back. We 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 kind of both you 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 kind of got me thinking that you're gonna be right as far as the contract on how they'll do it, like a Patrick Mahomes type friendly deal. Mm-hmm. If they do that, then y'all'll be fine. But if somehow that money overlaps here and uh, you know the cap hits the cap the the hard cap or whatever, they take these hard cap hits certain years, and this player has to go, or if he doesn't restructure, 
you're going to lose some players, though, and the team won't be or can't be as good as it possibly was in 22. But we'll see. Can't wait to see how that contract's going to go. We'll talk about it when we hear more info on it. But um, that's all I've got, guys. It was a good show. Uh, good debate. Jay-Z and Lil Wayne. That's what we talked about to open the show for the first half hour, and I thought it was good, and we're still out of here. We're still done now. Uh, guys, y'all got anything else? Hey, uh, no, I think that's it for me. Um, yeah, man, I'm just I'm just trying my best to stay optimistic about, about Lamar remaining in Baltimore because I don't – I will say this, and I'm, I'm dead serious. I, I know what I said earlier uh, in the year about them. If they don't sign them, I wouldn't – you know, I would – they would lose my fandom. I still, I'm sticking by that. Um, but no need in any any team sending me the bandwagon forms. I won't be rooting for another team. I just won't be rooting for the Ravens. I, I do stand by that. There you go. I liked it. I respect it. Don't yeah. Don't jump on another wagon. Just jump off of the ears. No, we I won't fault you, you know, for doing I, it. I got so much enjoyment out of watching the Super Bowl with two teams that I didn't want to root against. You know, I was very much rooting for both of those. I would have been very happy with either outcome. Uh-huh. I kind of like that aspect, of, that aspect of sports more. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I would be going more into that lane as far as to, you know, trying to root a team more into victory. So we'll see. But yeah. see, this, but this is exactly what I do with my Lakers fandom. Pardon me. This is exactly what I do with my Lakers fandom. I don't necessarily root for other teams. I, mean, I kind of root for Memphis. You know, they're close by and whatever, whatever. Yeah, absolutely. You know, but like, past, I don't really like root for another team. I just don't root for the Lakers. You've never rooted for well, the Lakers, though. You've always just been a Kobe fan. Is that correct? No, nah, I rooted for the Lakers. Okay. Because Kobe was there. Yeah, I mean, that's, that was the inspiration. But, I mean, I'm not, you know, I'm not, after, yeah, I'm not bashing you for Kobe, it. Yeah. Even after Kobe, before, before LeBron came, I was still a Lakers fan. And then it was like, eh, but chill out for a while. Yeah. I'm not bashing you for it, though, bro. I promise you I'm not. I actually thought I was a Chicago still- Bulls fan coming up until Michael Jordan retired. And I realized... Damn, I, I'm not a Bulls fan, am I? Because I didn't. I, yeah. I, I literally had no interest in watching them in '99. I mean, who, no one did. So I was well, except for Chicago Bulls fans. I was not one. Man, crazy. I, I, I remember those games because I tried to, I tried to remain a Bulls fan. And then you like you watched them play at home, and like the, the arena would be empty, and you could just hear <laughs> like everybody's foot marks on the court. You can hear the ball bouncing <laughs> loud. And God, like God. when they would miss a shot, it, it sounded so loud coming off the rim because there was, there were no people in the stands. So it was like, the, the yeah. sound was, was vibrating so hard. <laughs> Man, that's, that's crazy. But you're right. Yeah. But that's crazy. Now, if that's not the goat, I don't know what is. Yeah. Who do they have? Ron Artest and, and Roy Mercer and, yeah, uh, Ron Mercer. Um, uh, was Jalen Rose? Did Jalen Rose come over there yet? Did Jalen Rose come over there yet at that time? Maybe. Um, uh, I don't know. Jalen Rose is there at the time. I think Jalen Rose stayed in Indiana another year, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. You're right. Yeah, we're talking ninety nine. Yeah, I don't, so, I don't really yeah. remember, but I, but yeah, they were terrible. I mean, yeah, they, they, they immediately went to the first pick in the draft, and yeah, I think they they had didn't they have two top five picks or something like that? They got Jay. Uh, I think they got Jay Will. Uh, not too long after, but then you know he he had well, they, a, he they had a de- had pretty like, devastating uh, injury Ty- or something. Not Tyson Chandler, but Eddie Curry and yeah, they were pretty bad. They were pretty they bad. Were bad. They, yeah, they were real bad. Yeah, they were bad until Derrick Rose. Yes, yes, sir. Yeah, they were. Um, Nick, you got anything else? Oh, oh, and I will say this real quick. I said I wasn't going to mention it, but if anybody cares, Jake Paul 
had his first loss in boxing on Sunday in Saudi Arabia. Hey, as he lost thank to, goodness. As he lost to Tommy. He did lose Fury. to Tommy Fury. Yeah, sure did. I watched it. It was not that. It was not that interesting. But, uh, but I, the the funny take of it was that Jake Paul was actually doing all right in his fight until Logan Paul, the brother, wanted to take the big the big mic from the the mic that's over the ring. <clears throat> Somebody gives him the mic. And he calls Tommy Fury a bitch. And he calls his entire family a bitch. And Tommy Fury whooped Jake Paul's ass after that. And and well, can you blame him? Now, again, I'm not going to say that he controlled the rest of the fight, but he dominated that fourth round after he called him a bitch. And then he tucked it out on his brother. And, you know, like Jake started to get back into it, though, around the sixth, around the sixth round, I would say. And. You know, it's just that neither one of them were that good, so it wasn't that good. But from what I got, you know, hey, hey I watched it for free. You know, I'm not going to lie to you. So I was like, what the hell? But no, I wouldn't have paid to see it if anybody wants to know. But, yeah, Jake Paul, he's no longer undefeated. And uh, for anybody that's saying that he – if he had a one net or he still should be fighting Canelo, man, go sit on something sharp because that guy is still not a <laughs> professional boxer. All right, don't get it twisted. That's why I didn't want to talk about it. But anyway, it was it was still a fight, so it is what it is. These people are really, man. I mean, we need to just start making some videos. I'm sure we can get a fight. I'm sure we can get a maybe what? What would the purse be, or what would the bag be for us if we were to, you know, become some YouTube sensations like like those guys did, and and we can get into the ring somehow, some way. What would y'all? What would y'all well, take? They, they kind of had a little head start on us, man. <laughs> they did. Just a little bit. They did. Just a little bit of head start, <laughs> uh, financial wise and skin color wise, you know. <laughs> that that's true. That is true. You know, I never knew they. I, I never really know. I don't know their true story. To be honest with you, I never even cared to look it up. But I I thought it was something about YouTube or, or something. So, yeah. Wow. But you're right. I'm sure. I'm sure they did. <laughs> they definitely had one over me. But uh. That's that's all I had, Nick. Did you have anything else before we wrap this up? Spin vowels. This shit's so easy. I might send it to the mixtape, Weezy. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> hey man. Hey, now I will man, say. He did at the end of the song. Which one? Which one was it? Not that one. That one was cool. But it was another one that I ain't gonna lie. He really did go in on. It was uh. Oh, it, he did it. On, he did it on Beyonce song. He told him and his wife song. That's crazy. <laughs> that it? No, 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 no. It was show me what you got. It was the show me what you got beat. He really went off on that one. I thought, you know, the Michael Jordan. Oh, uh, I thought you were talking about upgrade you. No, no. Oh yeah, he snapped on that one too. He bumped that too. Mm -hmm. But again, listen to what we're saying though. Why was he so infatuated with going off on Jay Z's beats? He listen. gave Jay Z what he asked for. Cause he was the what? He gave him what he asked for. Oh. He said he might send it to the mixtape, Weezy. Oh, okay. And when he said, okay. Okay. Uh, you know what? He did. He did say that. But but you you don't think he felt a little slighted by that a little bit? You don't think he should have? Because he called him the mixtape wheezy. So basically he's saying you can be the king of that ish. No, <laughs> but I'm the king was, of he this. He was acknowledging the fact that mixtape wheezy is a, a level of, of rap you don't want to be. You know what I'm saying? He's one of those guys. It's like it's like Hoodie Mello. It's like Carmelo Anthony is cool, but Hoodie Mello? Dog. You know what I'm saying? Olympic Mello? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I, I I hear you. Maybe so. But I, I think you could also take it as a, you know, I'll give it to you and let you do what you do in that lane. <laughs> you know, with that, because you're all you are good at it. But when it comes to what I do over here, like people accept this a lot more. They appreciate it more. Now, again, when it comes to the numbers, 
I, I'm sure Jay Z hadn't sold. He hadn't outsold a lot of people. That's that's one thing that you also miss, Nick. He had outsold a lot of people, but the fact that he's still around, it says a lot for a lot of people. And a lot of people do think that it's his money too that people are looking at his business ventures, all of the success that he has outside of music is why some people yeah, are saying he's great with all of that. I, you know, he, I, I ain't, I'm not knocking his business acting. He's killing that. Right, right. You want to say he's, he's the greatest businessman rapper of all time? I guess. I like how you put that together. Businessman, rapper of all time. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> but yeah, as far as just, and, I, and they're not saying neither one of those are the greatest rappers. They're saying in the top, the top they're, the, they're the top 50 though out of, well, I guess that's still the greatest though because there's nobody you can go back to 75, 60 years ago. So, uh, but yeah, top 50 in the last 50, it was Jay-Z number one. Wayne was seven. And we made this debate because Wayne said he's number one. He's better than all of them. And, uh, yeah, they had like Notorious B.I.G., Eminem, uh, Pac, uh, Nas. I think it was one other one, and Jay Z. Yeah, Notorious M. I'm not saying Pac, I'm not Nas. I'm not I'm not saying all of those don't deserve to be in that top seven. It's just about where. Then how do you scramble that up though? Is it exactly like they said it? Nah, because Pac wasn't one. Uh, <laughs> you know. <laughs> And I don't know how. Yeah, Park was Park was two or three, I think. I think it was three. Who was two then? I forgot. I forgot who two was. But anyway, yeah, we're, we're, it doesn't matter. We had a good debate though, and it was good. And uh, we'll if if anybody wants to debate me or Terrence, you know, with your little Wayne stuff, because you may have more than what Nick brought. Nick didn't have a lot of time to prepare for this. Uh, neither did Terrence. They just quickly freestyled this because I just sprung it on them. So great job for that, but somebody may want to come back to this, and if so, hey, we've got time to get our stats in order, and you know we, we, we'll take it from there if anybody wants to. Nobody hit me up, nobody hit me back about the LeBron James, Michael Jordan stuff, so don't 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 text me or call me anymore about it. You know who you are. I don't want to hear it. You didn't come to the show to talk about it, uh, but you were invited. Anyone is is always invited, as they say on Sundays. The doors of the church is open, and if anybody wants to come and debate with. Jarvis, Terrence, or Nick about any sport or any rap or or anything. We're here for it. You know, we're here for it. I'll debate you on why Lucky Charms is the greatest cereal of all time. But I mean, but you know, that's just that's just me though. So <laughs> we'll debate. Come on with it. But that's all we've got. It's been a great show. And uh Nick and Terrence doesn't have anything else, and I don't either. So uh, we're signing off here. The great debate show is available wherever you get your podcast. Just type it in in that search bar and hit the follow button. You can find us also the great debate show on Facebook and on Twitter. And, uh, that's it. That's it for me. I'm done. Let's get it out of here. We, it, we, we will be back next week or maybe later this week. It just depends on what news breaks until then, man. Y'all please, please be safe out there. Peace out, guys. Get over.